Faith and Disturbing. Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with only one other host this evening. The funny one, Wesley! One is the loneliest number. What's up, dorks? So, Wesley, um, how are we going to do this, man? I don't know. Have we ever done just a uh, a me and you episode with no guest hosts, none of our other hosts? Like, has it ever been just us? <laughs> man, I don't know. We've never done a twosome before, but here we are. Just me and you, buddy. We're going to hold down the fort. So let's see if the two of us can hold down this starship, get it to where it should go. We've got some Star Wars news for you. Let's get right down to it. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this, whoever you are. So we have some release date news for the book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett is set to come out December 29th, 2021. Wesley, are you psyched about this? I am very psyched. Thank you for asking. <laughs> this this uh <laughs> this this me and you thing is going to get get pretty dry pretty quick, isn't it? <laughs> no, we we got this. <laughs> no, for real. I, I I like the timing of this, man. Like it's right after Christmas, so we got a couple days to spend with your family and then it's back to business. We got to watch Star Wars. I agree with you, Wesley. The Book of Boba Fett is going to be awesome. We're definitely going to get a lot of action, a lot of story on Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. Uh, I believe that's mm-hmm. that's going to be a pretty heavy theme. Yeah, uh, those two characters. And uh, yeah, they brought. Yeah, sorry that they they're bringing back. Um, what's his name? Tomwera Morrison. Sorry if I butchered that name, but uh, so, yeah, they bring him to do Boba Fett, and then of course they got Ming Na Wen to do Fennec Shand. So. Those are the same characters we saw in, in Mandalorian. Yes, Tamora Morrison and Ming-Na Wen are going to reprise their roles as Boba Fett and Fennec Shan, respectively. Our co-host, Diedrich, shared a photo with us on our text thread that <laughs> fooled me, at least. And it had uh, Wesley's <laughs> favorite character of all time, bounty hunter extraordinaire, Cad Bane on it and it had the book of Boba Fett and it had like a live action looking Cad Bane um Wesley yeah d- did you think that was real I thought it was pretty badass but no I I knew I mean it's it's said the book of Boba Fett and it was a picture of Cad Bane so I knew something wasn't right <laughs> well I asked I was like is this an official announcement and he's like uh no <laughs> so Unfortunately, we cannot confirm that Cad Bane is going to be in the Book of Boba Fett, but I think that uh, that show would be an amazing time to see Cad Bane get his uh, revenge on Fennec Shand. Yes, give me more Cad Bane, please. please. Well, we know now that him and Fennec Shand have a little beef um, from the Bad Batch. Cad Bane had Omega in his clutches. Uh, Omega! Uh, It's been a while since we got to Omega! Yeah, it's been a while since we got to do that. Either. Rick, ticker. So, uh, Cad Bane. Wait, who's Rick? I said, I said Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember your favorite Bad Batch member, Rick? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Cad Bane had Omega in his clutches, and Phoenix Shand came up and pretty much stole her away from him. Uh, pretty, pretty cool scene. Pretty cool couple of episodes for the Bad Batch. 
So I can't wait to see that resolved. In other Disney Plus news, it looks like Lucy Lawless was rumored to be taking the place of Gina Carano for the role of Cara Dune. And most of you will remember Lucy Lawless as Xena Warrior Princess, the uh, the uh, actor, or excuse me, the actress that portrayed yeah. the title character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, I actually never watched Xena Warrior Princess. Um, so when I looked up Lucy Lawless, see who she was, you know where I knew her from? Where'd you know her from? She was in she was in Eurotrip. And <laughs> I'm like, what? I, I love that movie, Eurotrip. So then I'm like, who was she in Eurotrip? I looked it up. And <laughs> this is funny. She she was none other than Madame Vanderstetz. Hmm. And uh, I don't I, I don't want to get too far into it, but uh, so yeah, have you ever seen Eurotrip? They go to like Amsterdam, and uh, this guy ends up in the Stets Club, and of course he's in there looking super hot in there. So <laughs> Wesley, let me stop you right there. This is uh, Dork Wars the podcast, not Dork Wars After Dark. Um, so we're gonna oh. we're gonna we're gonna put the brakes on that right now. But uh, yes, okay. so Lucy Lawless apparently was never going to take the place of Gina Carano, but she has recently said that she was being considered for a different role in the Star Wars universe. She didn't give any specifics. Mm -hmm. She just said it was some kind of role, and it seems that she has not gotten that role, and it might be due to this whole Gina Carano, uh, Cara Dune rumor. She thinks that it's such a political thing if she was hired, then it would seem like Disney's pandering to a certain group of fans because, <laughs> as we all know, the Gina Carano ordeal is 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 a little bit of a political social issue. So she she right. feels she she understands from what she says, but but she's not very happy about it. That was interesting. She was already in talks to begin with, uh, per se, and then of course there was a group of people on the internet that wanted her to come t- take over as Cara Dune and uh, like you said that, that didn't work out because Disney didn't want to pander and it's like well hold up haven't y'all been doing a little bit of pandering all along I don't know it, it, and, it it's subjective yeah Star, Star Wars man Lucasfilm Disney they they want to pander but then they don't want to I don't know it goes back and forth but I, I could have bought it I could have seen her as a uh, car dude i think it would have been a good fit but unfortunately it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to get that moving on now there is some pretty cool news coming out of disney we have a release date or a debut date i guess an opening for the disney's star wars galactic star cruiser resort um it's going to be opening march 1st 2022 and let me tell you man I would really like to stay in this resort. It seems like it's such an immersive Star Wars experience, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I can afford it. You know what else is in March? What else is in March? My birthday. Well, I'll tell you what, Wesley. It's my birthday, Blake. I'll tell you what, Wesley. We'll get Diedrich, Andrew, and Grant to go all in and take me and you to the Disney's Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel and spend a couple nights. And if they split it up, it would only be two grand a person. So two grand from Grant, two grand from Diedrich, two grand from Andrew, and all five of us can go stay at Disney's Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Yikes. 
I, I, I like the banner though. It says, um, a Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, a two night immersive adventure. <laughs> yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Oh, no. Wesley, I know it's just me and you tonight. <laughs> After dark, yeah. This, Sorry, af- we talked about this. After dark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, it's it's all right. It's all right. We're, we're, we're going to keep going, though. We're going to plow through this together. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Now we're talking. It's $6,000 for two nights. I mean, come on. Ooh. It, it, it seems like an awesome experience, but I mean, I can't afford $6,000 for two nights. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's a lot of credits. That's a lot of jobs. Dude, and... You're going to need a good bounty there. Disney doesn't even accept galactic credits. Okay? I've tried. (laughs) What the heck? Yeah, man. I got a lot of them (laughs) off the internet. It was an eBay sale. Anyways, long story. But, uh, yeah. Two nights for $6,000. I mean, that's... The the last car I bought, I bought for $4,000. So, it's like me buying a car (laughs) and then another half of the car I bought. It's, It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, how'd your stick shift going, by the way? Going pretty good. I've actually, I think I've mastered it. I've mastered it now. Um, pretty, pretty fun stuff. So anyone out there who wants to learn to drive a stick, it's not as hard as people say. Um, I, I almost. It's cheaper to learn how to drive stick than to go to Galactic Star Cruiser. So what else included here? Like, let's see. Like they got some exquisite meals and. What else is there? Oh, it says you can go on an like yes, you can go on an adventure, but um, like you can choose to go on a mission. So I wonder what that's about. Stay tuned to Dork Wars a podcast for all your latest Star Wars Resort news. But um, I don't know exactly what that entails. I don't think I don't think they've really released all the details yet, and I doubt we get mm-hmm. the full scope of what this two-night immersive experience really is until March. I just want to meet a Wookiee. Dude, that'd be cool. Like, to to get a life-size Wookiee walking around, that, that'd be pretty neat. <laughs> as soon as you pull up, the, the pod shows up to pick you up, and you, you get into it, and you sit next to a giant big <laughs> Wookiee. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Listen, so I've just got it. We will write to Disney. I don't know. People don't write anymore. We will email Disney. Look, get Dork Wars the podcast into the Disney Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Resort to record an episode and get it, let let us stay the two nights. You know, just let us work it out. We will plug the crap out of it to our audience. All three of you listening. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. So we'll write that email to Disney. We'll probably never hear anything back. And probably send us one of those cease and desist letters again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good plug. Uh, as an April Fool's joke this year, um, I-, I drafted up a fake Disney cease and desist letter telling them t- to tell us to stop our podcast. It was actually pretty funny. You can actually find that on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all that. It's it's on there. So back in April. So you got to scroll a little bit. But anyways, we'll, we'll keep moving on. KOTOR is coming to the Nintendo Switch. The original version of the game is going to release on the Nintendo Switch on November 11th. Aspire Games, which has been behind a lot of the the um, the porting of the Star Wars games to Switch, like uh, uh, Episode 1 Pod Racer, Jedi Academy, they are now putting out Knights of the Old Republic, 
out on the Switch, and I honestly can't wait to play it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've never played it before. Um, but I've heard a lot of great things from you guys, and yeah, yeah, I think the Switch needs a new game like that, not just another Mario Party remake or you know another Mario Kart game. So I actually purchased um, Pod Racer. Um, that was out for Nintendo 64 PC. It was, a, it was a pretty cool arcade game. So they Aspire actually released a port for that game on Switch. I, I purchased it about a month ago. And, dude, I have been living it up. The nostalgia is high. <laughs> it doesn't look as clean as I thought it did as a kid. But it, it actually, I don't know if Aspire smoothed the gameplay out at all. But it, it, it seems pretty smooth. It's, it's still fun to play. That's thick, man. That's also another game I've never played before. But what? You've never played Pod Racer? It's, it was eight dollars on Switch a couple weeks ago. It was originally fourteen. I don't know if it's gone back to eight or back to fourteen from eight. Rather, check it out, Wesley. Wesley's got a That's Switch it? too. So, oh yeah, is that the game that when you go to like Adventure Island, they have the Pod Racing game in there? Yes, that is the same game. Is that the same one? Yes. Okay. Okay, I pl I played it then. I played it at like these arcade places. Yes, but they they released a a console version for Nintendo sixty four and PC. Not they never came out on PlayStation. I don't think I might be wrong about that. If I'm wrong, do not be afraid to at me, old fellow dork lords. So now a little bit of Dork Wars the podcast news. We have plugged our merch before, and we're going to shamelessly plug it again. Merchandising. Merchandising. What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. So if you go to Dork Wars the Podcast link tree on Google, just search that uh, phrase there, Dork Wars the Podcast link tree, you can pull up our link tree and find our merch store. Um, we have hoodies, we have t-shirts, we have coffee cups, we have phone cases, we have this, that, and the other. If you want Dork Wars the Podcast on your person somewhere, that is the place to go. We would really, really love to have you guys uh, wearing our stuff, uh, showing your support for Dork Wars, the podcast. We, we would love you guys to wear Dork Wars, the podcast on your person and take us everywhere you go. So check that out. We're actually going to have a promo code for $5 off anything in our store. You will hear that during the word of the week. Um, Grandmaster Yoda is going to come up with that promo code. I have no idea what it's going to be because I never know what he's going to say because he's kind of crazy. Mm, crazy I am. <laughs> Shut up, you should. <laughs> okay, Master Yoda, Master Yoda, get back in your corner. We will get to you during the word of the week. Um, you know what? I bet Master Yoda probably feels a little left out that I didn't say anything about him. I said me and you were doing this all by ourselves, but uh, Master Yoda is still here with us. Here I am. Always. One with the force. Well, as Stoic... I like how he pops in and out whenever he wants to. Yeah, he um, he's he's really getting comfortable on the podcast, and I, I think it's a great thing. Master Yoda is is, is amazing. I, I love that little green ball of Jedi. Question. Yes, young Wesley. Am I eligible for the $5 discount? Hmm. If here the code you do, plug it in, you should. Eligible you are. That's good. I could use some Dork Wars merch myself. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, you, you are part of the 
the cast and crew. I, w- I would hope that you would want to rip Dork Wars the podcast. Eh. <laughs> well, well, I... <laughs> All right. So moving, moving on out of our news segment, I actually have a, a question to pose to you, Wesley. And this is this is going to get into some to some hairy stuff like we always do. Um, <laughs> so Luke and Leia are brother and sister, right? <laughs> oh, I, I like where this is going. No, it's, it's not going there. It's not going there. <laughs> there, there are no slights amounts of anything in what I'm about to <laughs> portray. Oh, I think there was slight amount of stuff there, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we saw it. We all saw it. <laughs> so, uh, Luke and Leia are brother and sister, and Luke and Leia's dad is who? Anakin. Or Vader. Anakin, yeah. Anakin, Darth Vader, whoever, you know. Saying, you know. So, who made C-3PO? Uh, that was that was Anakin, the young boy Anakin. Yeah. So does that make C three PO Luke and Leia's half brother? Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so I mean, I like I that. I mean, think about it. It checks out. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to ask the other guys uh, next time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think C three PO is actually Luke and Leia's half brother. I think it's, it's confirmed. I mean, he was made by Anakin. And Anakin's yeah. their dad. I, I just, I just crunched the numbers and checked the math, and it, it adds up, man. <laughs> so if C three PO ever has some kind of droid relationship with Leia and or Luke, I mean it's it's twenty twenty one, right? Um, that that would, that would that would check out. I mean it's Star Wars. They they can do, they can do that. A lot of people, yeah. Because it's like the pet, the family, right? And a lot of families consider pets like the kid. So, well, I, I don't know. I really don't like sense. where that's going. So, uh, let's keep moving on. We are part of <laughs> that was clean. <laughs> that was the cleanest thing I said tonight. <laughs> and that, and that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. Dork Wars the podcast is part of a conglomerate. A very amazing Star Wars and geeky based podcast called the Red Five Network. Um, tons of great names, tons of great podcasts, great hosts, and it's it's been a really fun time to be a part of this group of people. We're we're all live on Twitter a lot, talking back and forth, and um, the the support that we have for one another is great. So go check out those other podcasts. Uh, RedFiveNetwork.com is the place to find them. And you can also find them on Twitter. Without further ado, here is the Red 5 promo. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. So tonight, we are going to be talking about the future of Star Wars. Difficult to see. Always emotion is the future. So, Star Wars is really filling out the stories between the prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy, the original trilogy, uh, Clone Wars, Rebels. Now we're now we've got the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We are going to have Ahsoka. We have the Kenobi show that's coming out. The Book of Boba Fett. All of this stuff takes place in between these trilogies, and I think we have fleshed out this era of Star Wars pretty well. 
Uh, wouldn't you agree, Wesley? I agree. And it just seems like we're going to continue to keep fleshing this out. And I feel like anybody that wears a hat in a scene in these movies, they're going to get their own backstory. <laughs> so I, I don't know what when the end is. Well, that's true. What the that's end will be. That's true. But, I mean, even in the EU, um, Legends Now, what used to be canon before Disney, I mean, everybody had a backstory. So it's not unlike Star Wars to have so many characters and so many backstories. Um, I actually think that's what makes Star Wars a pretty cool universe is that it's it's so big that everybody has a story. And it's not just about the Jedi. It's not just about the Sith. It's not just about big, important political figures or warriors. Star Wars is about everybody. And I, I think that part of Star Wars is showing that everybody has a story. Yeah, but I guess my concern is, you know, they sort of gave us itinerary what's what's to come in the next couple of years. Like we're twenty twenty one right now, and I know everything we see through twenty twenty three is pretty much in this same era that you just spoke of. Um, I don't see anything really in the future, like past Mandalorian. I don't see anything. Though I stand corrected. There's one. There's gonna be one show coming that's that's before prequels. You know which one it is? Um, I'm thinking that's going to be the Acolyte. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm. I'm so, so excited. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm excited for that as well. Yeah. What's cool about the Acolyte is it does take place before the Phantom Menace, or I think that's what we're speculating. Um, I actually, I think, I think it's been confirmed that it's before the Phantom Menace. And if, if all of mm-hmm. our speculation is correct, a lot of us are thinking that the High Republic series, the books, the comics, um, all of that media is going to kind of lead into and segue into the Acolyte story, which I think would be pretty awesome. It'd be a different move for Star Wars. But that, that whole era is filled out. I mean, we're learn, learning about everyone from what Kenobi was doing on Tatooine in between episodes three and four. We're learning about Ahsoka. Yeah. We're about to learn so much more about Ahsoka, which I, I can't complain. I, I want to know more. I mean, I cannot wait for the Ahsoka series. That Kenobi and Ahsoka are the two that I'm most excited about, and mm-hmm. it's going to be cool. It's going to be sure. cool because she's one of my favorite characters. But we definitely have all of this era filled out. So my question to you, Wesley... And I'm going to have to shout out my buddy Ro from the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. We were actually on their podcast uh, was about a month ago. Diedrich and myself made a guest appearance on an episode that they call Quick Cuts, where they ask all these uh, about three different questions, uh, topics, and you kind of give a quick answer mm-hmm. and a little discussion. And one of those questions was, where does Star Wars go from here? And I'm kind of stealing that from Ro tonight. And if he's listening, sorry, Ro, but not okay. sorry. Um, <laughs> thanks for the idea. <laughs> um, so, Wesley, what I want to ask you, should Star Wars next, after after we get done with Ahsoka and Kenobi and um, all this stuff coming up, the Book of Boba Fett, Acolyte, do you, would you like to see stories set in the future after the uh, the sequel trilogy, after the rise of skywalker 
or would you like to see things back before the Phantom Menace, even before the High Republic series that we're getting right now? What do you think about that? I think there's only one correct answer right now, and that is, you know, before, if you know, before the Phantom Menace, before in, like the High Republic era, and even before that, because all this, all the media that's out right now, it they give us so, they give us a lot of teases and and makes us more intrigued about that time period, but, um, whereas we don't really have any material for the future we don't really have anything to look forward to in the future um so that that's why i think there's just a lot more questions a lot more intrigue about the past see and i, and I can agree with you here um i really want to see some stories set in the the old republic um we've talked about the high republic that's kind of like when the republic's at its height they're adding new systems. We've just found out in the latest um, High Republic book, um, spoiler-free, this isn't really a spoiler, but the Togrutas are actually in talks with the Republic to join. So it, the Republic is in a place where they're getting all these new star systems. I want to see back in the old Republic, back when Sith and Jedi were kind of equaling in number and there was a ton of Sith and a ton of Jedi, and yeah. I, I want to see what that was like, kind of the KOTOR era of this new Disney canon. And, you know, we're getting this new KOTOR game yeah. from Aspire. It's a it's a remake. I don't know if that's going to be considered canon, quote-unquote. Um, if you think uh, Jedi Fallen Order is a canon video game, right? They're, they're calling that canon. Right. So... Yep. It, it stands a reason that this KOTOR, this new KOTOR game could be canon. So maybe we are going to actually get a story in the Old Republic, but maybe it's just a, a remake for the fans. I don't know. This is speculation. There's been no official word on the canonicity. Yeah. Look at that. I'm creating words here. The canonicity. Canonicity. Yeah, we're going to have to... Uh, we're, that's a new word. We're, we're using that from now on, Wesley. We've got to <laughs> tell the other guys. Canonicity. The canonicity of the new KOTOR game is in question right now, but if it is considered canon, then we are getting a story set in that time period, and I think that we need a story to kind of flesh out what happened way back in the past. Precisely, and we scholars here at Dork Wars the Podcast who use a superb vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you mentioned like there was a lot of Sith and a lot of Jedi, and you know the, I think it's well known there was like this great battle, this great war between the two, and so there's obviously an amazing story right there that I want to know more about. Yeah, the Jedi Sith War that would be such an amazing series, and I don't, I don't know. Do, do you think movies? Do you think a, a humongous trilogy maybe even a a cycle of of movies about this do you think a tv show <laughs> um comic books books uh, regular <laughs> books i mean novels what, what do you think i mean what I, what kind of media would really get this time yeah. across in a way that it's not overwhelming and is digestible the but only way to go about it still intriguing yeah blake the only way to go about it uh, i'm talking about like just that war um, is you gotta make a movie and it's gotta be like the 300. It's gotta be in that <laughs> kind of film style. Like, this is Sparta or this is the. This is Coruscant! I don't know. Whichever side you're on. 
<laughs> this is pod racing. Um, yeah, man, I. I, I want to see it. I, I have to. I want to. I want to see it on screen. Like I want to see this humongous war. Like in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, we get probably the biggest fight scene that we see with a ton of Jedi, a ton of lightsabers out, and they're just they're fighting droids, which is it's not a waste because at the time that was a pretty amazing feat. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I want to see. Like a thousand Jedi and a thousand Sith beating the ever-loving crap out of each other in a deserted wasteland where there is no cat. Like there, there's no way that innocent bystanders are going to get hurt. There's no way that they're going to hurt it. I want to see them just all out wail on each other. And conversely, I would like to see like a, a battle like where there are those stakes, where there are people around and bystanders, and I, I want to see how that would shake out. Maybe they get Michael. Excuse me. Maybe they get Michael Bay to direct it, and they're just a lot of effects and buildings ah. blowing up and things falling. Maybe, maybe he can be consulted. I don't know, man. I, I still want a good story. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I like Michael Bay is an okay director. Don't get me wrong. I love watching Transformers. I like Transformers, but I don't think anyone's yeah. watching Transformers for the story, right? But Star right. Wars has to have a certain amount of story element. To really sell it, you know, I mean, the original trilogy story, even without the action and the special effects that that were um, cutting edge at the time, George Lucas was a genius, of course. Um, but without all, you just need like a Megan Potts. Yeah, without without all that, Star Wars is a great story, and I think that is something that drives Star Wars media. Is is this a good story? At its very core, is this a good story? And we have to have that. If, if you're going to have all this gigantic special effects, everyone beating the mess out of each other with lightsabers, you still want a good story. And I, I don't think Michael Bay is up to that challenge. Um, let's, let's get Steven Spielberg in on this. I think Steven Spielberg should be directing oh. some Star Wars movies. That would that would be great. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's never gone wrong. I mean, E.T., Back to the Future... Um, Jurassic Park. I mean, Jurassic Park. Yep. <laughs> he's a he's a genius. Why, why haven't we thought of this before, Disney? If you're listening, hire Steven Spielberg. What's he up to these days? I, I don't know. If I was Steven Spielberg, I wouldn't be doing nothing. I'd be chilling at the house, you know, sitting around all lazy and stuff. Butler uh, made probably. He's probably got a big mansion. Mm. Dude, he's probably he's probably got a dinosaur. <laughs> if you think he's probably got one. That made me think of like he might be a good director. Like if you want to get dive more into the Star Wars creatures and all the little monsters that on, on these planets, like he might can do a cool story about that. Like it doesn't Star Wars doesn't have to be about Jedi. Right. And um, I I think I talked about that on a different podcast, but um, you know you can focus on some of these just some of these uh, st- galactic monsters out there. Right, I, I agree. Um, I, and I think a director like that would give depth to these characters. It's not just an alien. It's not just a human or, or this or that. He would give depth to the story. Um, that, that's what I'm looking for, man. And like we were talking about like Jedi and Sith just wailing on on each other. I think that would be cool, of course. But I would I would also like to see like normal people back before the Phantom Menace and before all that. Kind of shifting gears though. 
if they were going to do a story into the future, if they were going to do something after Rise of Skywalker, what would you like to see? Oh, boy. <laughs> into the future. A Star Wars galaxy. Where well, would I'm, we I'm, go? I'm, uh, The only thing I really have to go off right now, the only thing we really have to go off of is like a baby Yoda grown up now. So what it, What does an adult um, a Grogu look like? Well, we know what it looks <laughs> like, but what, what does he do? What, what's his role? You know, I didn't even think about this before we started this um, this conversation, but yeah, I mean, we, we obviously have Rey. She's the the main Jedi lady at this point. The the I guess she's going to be the Grandmaster at some point. I mean, that's kind of um, inferred, I guess. Um, if if the the Christmas special is any kind of canon, or what they they say that that uh, Finn's Force sensitive, that's what he wanted to tell Rey all through the Rise of Skywalker. He's also going to be a Jedi. So uh, it stands the reason that they're going to try to um, revive the Jedi Order. Maybe not what it was, but they're going to revive the Jedi Order in some way. Even at the end of um, The Last Jedi with the kids moving the brooms around, you know. You know there, there's four sensitive kids oh, yeah, all throughout yeah. the galaxy, right? And I, I think that we're going to get those those stories. Like, what happens? Are, are they going to find these kids and raise them up to be Jedi and I think that would be pretty cool but I, I don't know if they're going to actually set a story with Rey and Finn I think if they're going to do something in the future go way into the future and like you said you can have that grounding mm-hmm. factor of Grogu that is a character we know he is well established now and we know that he lives for at least 900 years like 900 years is about their lifespan it seems so he, he's set to be the next generation uh, Yoda, if you yeah. will. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of set up. I mean, we've even called him Baby Yoda before we knew his name. So it would be very fitting. And, and I think we should see what happens with the Jedi Order way into the future. I don't know if I'd want to see any more Rey and Finn stories. I, I'm not trying uh, to, to down on those characters because of any, like... I'm not a big sequel fan. I'm, I just don't think they developed those characters well. Um, it's... So, okay, so you, you just you just made me think of something though. Um, I, I'm sure you heard about like the rumors of like Disney erasing the Skywalker saga. Do, do you believe it? Well, believe not the that? Skywalker saga, but the, the sequel trilogy. Right. Okay. We're talking well, about the World Between Worlds. Ahsoka yeah, lives. That... Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I'm about... I'm about to say I was yeah, and I, um, and I, and I love this theory. I think it's a great theory. So if you I think know. about it, um, just kind of a brief synopsis. So the linchpin in this theory is Ahsoka invaders fight in rebels. Um, to those who don't know, Ahsoka invader fight in rebels, and Ezra goes into the world between worlds, which is kind of this like. They say it's not for time travel, but you can kind of see these windows of different times and places. Yeah, it's like a mystical dimension of the Force that connects all time and space. Right, and Ahsoka's pulled into this dimension by Ezra and saved from being destroyed by Vader. Well, the thinking is that the sequel trilogy happens if Ahsoka stays in the timeline and is killed by Vader. Um, Grogu isn't directed to Luke Skywalker, and Luke Skywalker um, trains Ben first, and that is the 
tumultuous, uh, horrible future that we see <laughs> is the sequel trilogy. The theory states... Star Wars multiverse. Yeah, Star Wars multiverse theory. The theory states that Ezra pulling <laughs> Ahsoka out of that time, out of that Vader killing her period that, that they're in, uh, Vader does not kill Ahsoka. She re-enters the timeline and catches up with the time itself, and now she exists. She helps Grogu find Luke, and now Luke starts a Jedi Academy training Grogu, and who knows? We don't know what happens after that. The theory pretty much states that Star Wars is completely open and a clean slate after that um, event. I don't know if I believe in that. Um, I think there are a large sect of people who like the sequel trilogy, and if you make that kind of non-canon or you erase it, there's those fans are going to be mad. Um, I know. So Diedrich likes to say that. Well, that just that's all fans would like it. Then you had you appease the fans that didn't like the sequel trilogy, and the people who do like the sequel trilogy can just keep watching that or whatever. But I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know if Disney's going to do that. I think that's a pretty bold move, and I'm not saying they're not going to do that. It is. Dave Filoni is a genius and if he can find a way to do it and smooth it out and I mean he might do that I don't know but I just think that's too bold a move for the Star Wars franchise at this point yeah I I still maintain that that's what Disney's going to use if if they continue a shit show (laughs) you know that's like a last resort move um but if Dave Filoni decides to go that route, I think he could pull it off. I, I think he could make it a clean transition. And and then I think that kind of opens the door to like, you know, we talked about um, all the, you know, all the legend books. Like they would essentially become a, a canon in their own that's universe. True. You know that, what I mean? That, that's possible. So that would be kind of cool. Dude, and if we could open the door to where I could get some more legends books after the um the fate of the jedi series and all that i would be so happy i would love some closure um but um (laughs) i think that would be cool i I I, personally i would like to see a a scenario where that happened and i would like to explore that idea i just don't know if disney is going to do it i think dave floney could do it and I think a lot of fans would be happy with it. And I think a lot of fans would not be happy with it. There's so many fans yeah. that don't want to see like the Marvel Marvel what if um, treatment. Yeah. And then Star Wars mm-hmm. gets all convoluted, and there's there's different timelines. Star Wars has always been like the set of events that happen. And I think when you introduce a multiverse into that, a lot of older fans, people who've been with Star Wars from the beginning, are going to kind of tune it out and be like, nah. I don't want anything to do with that. And maybe some of the younger generation would like that. I don't know. It would be pretty polarizing yeah. if, I, if that happens. This, this is a little different, but I think about Spider-Man. Like, you know, when the first <laughs> Spider-Man movies came right? out, and we're like, oh, that's cool. And then later, when we got a little older, like the, the new Spider-Mans came out. And so, um, what, like the, the Amazing Spider-Man? Yes, the Amazing um, Spider-Man. So, like, I like the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. I do. So I was trying to like remember my reaction to that. I can't. I don't remember it now, but I don't know if I was like cool with that or like did I think that was weird. Well, I'm gonna tell you what I really like. As an it. adult now, I'm. Yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. And as an adult, I look back at it. I'm just like, eh, not a big deal. I understand it. I understand what's going on there. Um, so 
But I don't know if Star Wars can pull something like that well, off or not. But, but the thing with Spider-Man, what, what happened was, like, there was those set of movies, and then they rebooted Spider-Man. It's like, Spider-Man's totally different. It's not even the same thing. And now they've rebooted Spider-Man again with Tom Holland. Is like, that's, those things aren't even... That's not yep. even the same thing as Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. Now they are... They might be... Nah bringing all that together in the new Spider-Man movie, the trailer kind of insinuates yeah. maybe there's a multi... Well, there's definitely a multiverse thing going on, but they might even bring in the other two Spider-Mans from those film series, but that wasn't the original intent, and I, I, I just don't know that Star Wars could pull it off. I don't, I don't know. I think it might be too out there for some folks. Yeah, it, definitely a lot of work there. It, it It's a definitely a fun theory. Yeah, it's a fun theory. I, it's, it's like the C-3PO is... Uh, Luke and Leia's half brother theory. It's it's just an amazing theory. So fun to to think about. Um, <laughs> kind of moving on and and getting into non canon stories. So I'm going to touch on visions here, and I mean this is going to be a spoiler free thing. No no spoilers. Um, maybe some general ideas good, here. Good, good. I haven't and, seen it yet. Yeah, and Wesley hadn't even seen all the episodes. He's seen the first two. Um, at this point, and. Yeah, I know he's not going to watch any of this weekend because we're going to Bush Gardens together, all, all of us Dork Wars folks. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, Disney has put out Star Wars Visions, this anime version of Star Wars. Each episode is its own story. They're not connected. It's not even insinuate that they happen in the same universe. Um, this non-canon stories incredibly creative. I've seen all of the episodes, and I really dig it. I like it. Uh, I like what I'm seeing. Um, I didn't. I didn't like all the episodes, um, and I don't think it was meant for everybody to like every episode because each one is like a different style of anime, and it's it's ridiculously cool. I, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of anime. I like certain ones. I've always been big into like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto, um, My Hero Academia. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. But those are like the only three I've ever like gotten into. So seeing Star Wars visions and them giving us all these different perspectives on Star Wars was really cool. And Wesley, I'm sure you can attest at this point, just even seeing the first two episodes, it's nothing like we've ever seen with Star Wars. Like there's no, um, there, there's really no bounds for the creators of this content. Nope. It's definitely completely different. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm an anime fan myself, so it might be hard for people who aren't into that to really to buy into this. But yeah, that these these short clip video clips they they have they tell great stories, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing the Vision series. So, do you think that Star Wars maybe they should focus on some of these more creative and broader projects, like maybe? maybe we can deal with the sagas and what happens in the Skywalker saga between the movies and maybe a little after a little before, but do you think that star Wars is going to continue to put out this non-canon material? That's just extremely creative. Good question, man. I'm sitting here trying to think I want to answer it. (laughs) You know, I think about Christmas and how good, good Disney is at marketing because you go to any store and you just find Star Wars stuff all over the place so basically it doesn't matter what store you go into you, you'll find Star Wars stuff in it 
and merchandising the fact that they can insert themselves yeah but, uh, the fact that they can insert themselves in all these different platforms and all those different media yeah i think i really think they have a good grasp on on business and just inserting themselves in any any form of media and people going people going to buy into it yeah i mean if it's got star wars on it most fans are at least going to check it out and on our facebook groups and on twitter and all that i've seen a lot of mixed review on visions just because it's so different and it's so polarizing but most of the people who don't like visions just don't like anime and most of the people that like visions really like anime but all are star wars fans and i've even seen some people who didn't really care for anime that really liked visions like like myself i'm i'm not the biggest fan of anime um i like certain ones um i love certain ones but i really bought into these short stories and i think that disney could have a lot of success with these creative stories i mean look look at all the uh characters that they've just created that they can put out action figures for like I would love to get an action figure of Ronan, the guy from the uh, the first episode, who who beats down on that Sith lady. Oh, <laughs> um, and, and and I want to yep. see more of some of these episodes. Like you'll see Wesley. Like you'll get into a couple of these, and you're gonna want more. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that in season two, maybe we can get like nine episodes again, or even more. I'd like more episodes. But maybe we can get mm-hmm. more fleshed out stories on some of these characters because yeah. they've created interesting. Yeah, they've yeah. created interesting stories. They've created interesting characters, and they are in no way, shape, or form connected to the Skywalker saga or even the Disney timeline we know. So I really think that Star Wars is going to kind of move into a broader direction with their media, with their with their stories and their ideas. Um, I think we're still going to get our Skywalker saga material. I think we're still going to get our main timeline material, but I think they're going to move into some more non-canon or maybe not, not this star Wars universe, maybe a different star Wars universe type stories. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think star Wars has already um, inserted themselves in movies and, and the kids shows and Legos and all these different platforms. So I, I, yeah, books. You know, so I definitely see them expanding the horizons and just and maybe this vision is like a test, just a kind of feeler to see like what do people receive well. I'll tell you, you know what, what I, mean. I actually had the same idea watching these episodes. I, I really thought that it, it seemed like a dry run for a new form of Star Wars, and like it's, it was really like watching non-pilot episodes. It really was. In my opinion, it seemed like I was watching the start of nine different stories. And maybe Star Wars is going to move in a direction where they they follow up on these people or these characters. I don't know. I would be really interested in that. Mm -hmm. But I think this was a dry run for their more creative side um, that kind of gets out of the box. I mean, of course, you're in a galaxy far, far away with lightsabers and technology and hyperspace and all this different stuff. How much more out of the box can you get? Well, Japanese anime set on different yeah. planets. That's it, it was a genius idea that no one thought of, <laughs> and they did it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to finish the series, and um, yeah, I look forward. I, I'm sure we're going to record several episodes on. Oh, yeah, on I think Vision, we're going to break so, down each one. I look forward to those. Yeah, nice. so we're so we're uh, 
next week, I think we're going to try to get around to recording next week. I think we're going to try to cover the first two episodes of Visions. Um, we're we're going to break those episodes down for you guys. Um, so I, I'm excited to see where Star Wars goes from here. I can't wait for the, the shows coming out that we know about and beyond. So let's go on and get into our word of the week. Grandmaster Yoda, what do you got for us? There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Canonosity, the word of the week is. <laughs> so, uh, canonosity. I, I like it, Master Yoda. We're, we're coming up with our own vernacular here on Dork Wars, the podcast. Yes. Yes. Making up our own words. Great it is. <laughs> Fun it is, too. Yeah, um, it, it kind of gives us our own identity. Maybe we can get that into uh, Webster's Dictionary. Of this dictionary, I know not. For in the Jedi archives, Mr. Webster is not. Um, no, uh, he, he's, he's from Earth in, in this galaxy. Uh, so, yeah, he, he probably wouldn't be. Um, hmm. Maybe, maybe talk about the great scholars of Coruscant you are. No, Webster was not a great scholar of Coruscant. He was, he was a scholar of Earth. Simple, he must have been. Well, I don't like that tone, Master Yoda. Are you calling us simple? <laughs> yes. There is beauty in simplicity. That's well, true. Uh, I can't argue with you there. Um, gosh, that was that was really like a backhanded compliment, wasn't it, Wesley? It was, it was, but I take it. Yeah, I guess I can too. Master Yoda is on a whole other plane of existence. Yes, quite literally. One with the force I am. Yes, we get it. You're one with the force. You say it every episode. Need reminding you do. So that's it for another great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. If you like what you hear, go check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Anywhere that you can get your podcast, we're there too. You got the Dork Wars the Podcast link tree. Go find us. Go check out our merch store. And if you like what you hear, stay tuned. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars the Podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars the Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... Yeah, for sure, because... Production.